Because you have made the Lord your dwelling place, the Most High, who is my refuge, no evil shall be allowed to befall you. No plague come near your tent, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. Welcome to Made for Another World podcast, where we hope to keep each other and hopefully you too on the path to another world, one we are made for. With Aaron Alvarado and me, Jacob Simmons. Episode 9, Angels by Tim Chester. Tim is a senior faculty member of Crosslands Training and the author of over 40 books. He has a PhD in theology and a postgraduate diploma in history. And he's married to Helen and has two adult daughters. In his introduction, Tim writes this. Nearly eight in 10 Americans believe in angels. Even among those who never attend church, it's four out of 10. In the United Kingdom, one in three people believe they have a guardian angel. You may well be one of them. Every 10th person in your street or workplace thinks they may have seen or heard an angel in some way. Again, you may be one of them. Books telling the story of angelic encounters are bestsellers. Despite the, war- the widespread rejection of Christianity in our culture, many people are still fascinated by angels. But what can we know for sure about angels? Are we dependent on secondhand accounts? Are we left with conjecture and guesswork? This book goes back to the most reliable source we have for information about angels, God himsp- himself speaking through the Bible. The people who aren't Christians or don't believe in God or whatever, but do believe in angels, what do they think, who do they think the angels are? I guess maybe just like spirits or whatever, like, hmm. you know, I mean, because it, what does it say? I don't remember the numbers. Eight in ten Americans believe in angels. I wouldn't think eight out of ten Americans yeah. are born-again Christians. Yeah. <laughs> who do they think the angels are? Like, I'm, that's, that's, it's odd. Not, I guess it's not odd. I mean, I guess you, I guess it could be whatever you want it to be, right? I mean, An angel of a different deity. Yeah, I guess. Hmm. Yeah. Or angels just existing. Yeah, just these are our, you know, the spirits of past family members or something or whatever, you know. Hmm. But, but those are high numbers. Yeah. <laughs> well, what, like currently as it sits right now, what? Do you think you're an expert on angels? <laughs> no. <laughs> I. What's the opposite of expert? <laughs> That's about where I'm at. Wouldn't it be an impert? Yeah, I guess so. An impert. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, to answer my own question, mm-hmm. not to just throw you under the bus, I'll jump under there with you. Um, the I don't know a ton of information. I have what I think is bad information. Um, but I, w- I was really looking forward to this book because mm-hmm. it uh, dealt with them specifically. Like, there's no other topic in here except for angels. Yeah. <clears throat> and the, you know, like, it, we've somewhat been Americanized. You know, you've got, like, Touched by an Angel. You've got oh, uh, TBN. Go. You know, like, <laughs> different types of, uh, who's the one guy with the angelic encounters that you could pay for? Uh, mm. You know, it was like, if you have enough faith, send right. in a couple hundred bucks and mm-hmm. you'll get to buy some time with an angel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can't remember mm-hmm. the guy's name. Yeah. But um, so I have like a maybe a skewed view of, of what 
an angel is and what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking forward to this. I, I think a lot of people do. Yeah. I think everyone, not everyone, but most people do to some extent because as we'll get into in the book, like there's not a ton of information. Like there's there's a lot of references to angels, but it's not like, oh, this is what, you know. Yes, it. <laughs> the Bible tells us what angels are. <laughs> it's not guessing, but like it's just not, it's not a, it's not, one of the heaviest topics, I guess, or the most explored topics hmm. in, in the Bible, I guess. So, so don't feel bad by yourself, dude. Don't, don't, don't get down on yourself about yeah. not being an expert. Cause okay. I'm not Tim. <laughs> yeah. Tim. We appreciate you, Tim. Yeah. Thank you, Timmy. <laughs> I'm going to take that back and just call you Tim. I don't know you like that. I don't want to <laughs> assume that. Well, Tim goes on, <clears throat> says many angel stories can feel a little bit like urban myths. They involve an unnamed friend of a friend and often conform to typical patterns with only incidental details changed, and perhaps many of them are myths, stories that have grown and expanded each time they've been passed on. But other stories are told by named people about their own experiences. They include people with no obvious predisposition to gullibility. Some, like business people and academics that I've named in this book, have a vested interest in appearing intellectually aloof from anything as apparently fanciful as angels. So what are we to make of these stories? There are reasons to be cautious when we hear tales of the supernatural. One reason is that some people are charlatans. The sad reality is that where there is money to be made, people will spin a yarn for a profit. Many people long to be reassured by the idea that they have a guardian angel and other people are willing to exploit that longing. Not for a minute should we assume every angel story is being peddled by a charlatan, but some are, and so some caution is appropriate. A second reason to be cautious is that the Bible says Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. Not every supernatural encounter is benign. Don't be so keen for some kind of experience of transcendence or power that you're deceived by Satan. In the popular imagination, Satan is an obviously impish figure with horns and a tail, but when it suits his purposes, he can appear plausible and attractive. Third, people may misinterpret what has happened to them. They may genuinely experience something and they have no intention of deceiving anyone, but how we interpret an event is shaped by our presuppositions and expectations. Suppose you see a light in the sky. If you're a firm believer in UFOs, then you might readily conclude you've seen signs of extraterrestrial life. But if you're a UFO skeptic, then you'll probably put it down to a passing aircraft. Two people might see the same thing and come to different conclusions or describe it in different terms and this means experience alone is an unreliable guide and it means experience is not the same as interpretation someone may present a sincere account of a genuine experience but that doesn't guarantee that their interpretation of that experience is accurate this means we need a reliable framework to understand our experiences fortunately god has not left us in the dark he's told us everything we need to know to make sense of life and that includes angels So we're going to take a look at what the Bible says about angels. That's, I appreciate that Mm -hmm. because you do hear those stories. You know, you do have the fanciful, the charlatans, the ones that are, um, like I said, the guys selling angel experience, angelic experiences. Uh, But then you also have the ones that, like I, for instance, had a buddy that, uh, he would essentially just kind of uh, tell me this story. He told me a couple of times. I think he just forgot he told me the story. But, um, you know, he walked through like I was 
driving along, had the sense that I needed to stop and pray, so I stopped and prayed. Uh, thought I saw a demon, like of some kind, like a, a spiritual darkness, and 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 so I prayed that uh, that God would help me. And then a spiritual being of light came and took it away, and I was like, "All right." But the the question still needs to be asked: What do we make of that? Right. You know, is that? Uh, I don't think it's normative. I don't think that you can say every time you see a little bit of darkness, you know, you need to pray for it. It could just be a floaty in your right. eye. You know, it could be uh, nothing at all. But so what? At the same time, he's not making any money off of telling that story. And he even told me at the beginning of the story, I don't like telling people this because it's hard to talk about. Like it's hard to somewhat say I've had this angelic experience, what I think, you know, and so he he was genuine about it, but uh, what are we to make of those? Right. So I appreciate that Tim is like, let's go to the most reliable source here Mm -hmm. (laughs) because God knows about angels and he can tell us what we need to know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have to, we have to be pointed to something. Otherwise, because what did he say? Uh, two people might see the same thing and come to different conclusions or describe it in different terms. Experience is not the same as interpretation. Like, that's... Uh, I mean, that, that, that happens in, in everyday life in all kinds of aspects. Um, so something important in the Bible, <laughs> I think we should definitely make an effort to to kind of clarify that so we don't have just... Oh, this is what you think an angel is. This is what I think an angel is. Or this is what you thought that experience was. This is what I think that experience was. <laughs> My experience is truth. Your experience is truth. Blah 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 blah. You know, I, th- I think there needs to be a good foundation of okay, what not only what what are angels, but why are angels? And I think that's one of the oh. questions that really, really is is more important than what they are. I guess because it's like, well, what's the purpose? Because they're they're not. As we'll get into, I mean, obviously we know they're not gods, they're not God, but they're above the humans. So what what are they, and why, and why are they there? So yeah, I'm I'm very excited to to go through how he kind of lists that out, really, almost layman terms, like layman's yeah. layman terms, layman's terms, Slay, layman's terms, layman's terms. Is it very easily? I don't, <laughs> is there an S on the end of that <laughs> word? I don't. I don't know. Layman's. <laughs> I think it's layman. If you're, is it layman? Apostrophe? I don't know. Is it possessive? <laughs> <laughs> Are these his terms? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Either way, yeah, I, I'm excited, and, I, and I'm glad that he, I'm glad that he wrote this book because there's, I've seen a lot of books on angels, but they're the typical, oh, here was my experience, and right. this is, you know, what it was. Maybe there's some truth in some of those, and maybe there's not, but right. it, it'll be hard for me to decipher that, or to protect my guard my own heart against what is right and wrong without kind of the foundation that right. Timmy's going to lay out for us here. Because yeah. so. what is a charlatan? <laughs> yeah. You know, like what, what is a, how do we know that they're peddling a message if yeah. we don't know what they're even talking exactly. about? We don't have any groundwork. Yeah. Hmm. I like it. <laughs> it goes on. <clears throat> talking a, a little bit more about <coughs> what angels are what they were created to do. So it says angels were created by God and so they're not divine. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This means we're not to worship angels or pray to them. We don't seek assistance from angels. Instead, we seek assistance from God through prayer. Maybe he will answer our prayer by sending an angel. Maybe he will help us through the kindness of another human being. Maybe he will intervene directly. It doesn't really matter what he uses. 
The key is that we seek help from God and we give thanks to him when, he help, when help comes. Suppose you're going on a journey. Should you pray to be protected by angels? There's really no need. Pray to God for his protection. Perhaps he'll protect you by keeping you awake at the wheel or perhaps by sending an angel at a crucial moment. In one sense, it doesn't matter. Either way, it's God who protects you. Perhaps you'll be aware of an angelic intervention or perhaps you won't. Again, it doesn't matter. Either way, it's God who protects you. Or perhaps God won't protect you, at least not in the way you envisage. But even if he allows you to have an accident, you can be sure he's working for the good of those who love him. Perhaps he'll use your accident to make you more like Jesus, thereby protecting you from spiritual harm. Mm. So, I mean, I've never prayed to the angels. <laughs> I guess maybe some people may. Um, is I, I, I get what he's saying, and... I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with it, but like, is it, I, I get he's saying, you know, don't, um, it, it doesn't matter how, you know, how God protects or whatever it is, whatever the situation is. Um, but is it wrong to like specifically say, you know, God's in your angels or, you know, however people phrase that sometimes. I don't know if that's really a question. I mean, but you know, because obviously, th there are there are a lot of things that we are to pray specifically for, or we can pray specifically for. Um, but like, you know, if, if if somebody's sick or injured and they're in the hospital and you want them to be healed, you know, we can ask God, hey, you know, will you heal heal my friend? Or I could say, you know, Father, would you? you know, direct the surgeon's hands and, 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 and do this to heal my friend, you know, and I guess you don't have, I, neither one of those are wrong, you know, and I guess if I'm just praying for the the surgeons, then I'm not praying for a, a possible miracle, you know, I, I don't know. So I guess, yeah. so like I said, I mean, what he said is, is good and that's, I'm not disagreeing with that at all, but it just made me, it made me think like, is it, is it wrong to pray as specific as, Lord send your angels in this moment or something. Yeah. I guess that feels kind of weird, but <laughs> well, maybe it's praying directly mm -hmm. to angels versus for them right. to come. Maybe that's the well, that for sure. Is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the other thing is, if you do pray to an angel, what's what's their name? Yeah. You know, like, do they? Who knows? If if <laughs> if we have a guardian angel, um, which I think we'll get into a little bit here mm -hmm. in the book, what? Uh, in what way do I communicate to him? You know, mm -hmm. do I, does he know since he's guarding me? Right. <laughs> do I, I don't know. You know, is there? Yeah. So, yeah, I think that that brings up an interesting point. What is your answer to your own question? I, I don't think it's necessarily wrong okay. to pray that, to pray that specific, but also why man, there's a, you don't want to, you don't want to pray so in general, you know what I mean? Like I could right. just wake up every morning and say, God, make everything work for your glory today. Amen. You know, like, I mean, does that cover everything? Sure. But maybe there are some specific things I need to pray about. So it's more of a how specific, I guess, hmm. you know, in certain ways. So hey, that's more of, that's more based on prayer than it is angels, I guess. Right. <laughs> but still, like I said, it was just the question that popped yeah. in my mind. It was like, well, well, where is, when, is there is there an appropriate time to pray for angels? Yeah, you know, or you know, 
the the work of angels. <laughs> so here we are having this discussion about angels, and then there's like this wormhole that takes <laughs> us to prayer, and that's where you just how does it connect? <laughs> it does, but I like it. <clears throat> yeah. Interesting. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm now I want to mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Maybe when you write your book, yeah, yeah, chapter two can be. <laughs> Pray to. I'm just a chapter two at this point. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just saying it's that important. Oh, gotcha. It good. needs to be because yeah, chapter one would front. be the most important. Yeah. But we haven't deciphered that yet. So. Jesus. Okay. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> chapter one, Jesus. Chapter two. Uh, how do I pray for somebody in the hospital? Yeah. Okay. Got it. <laughs> generic very broad to the most specific thing you could ever have a chapter about perfect uh, a little bit about angels it says angels are not all powerful we've seen what the bible positively affirms about angels but there are some important things that are never said of angels in the bible angels are powerful but they are not all powerful their knowledge is limited They do not know the future unless God tells it to them so they can pass on this knowledge to people. uh, The Apostle Peter says that when the prophets of the Old Testament spoke of God's coming salvation, Jesus, they didn't have the full picture of how what they predicted would be fulfilled. Then he adds, even angels long to look into these things. Even angels didn't grasp the full picture ahead of time. Angels can move from place to place, but they cannot be in two places at once in the way that God is present everywhere. When Satan comes before God in the book of Job, we read, The Lord said to Satan, Where have you come from? Satan answered the Lord, From roaming throughout the earth, going to and fro on it. So, although they are spirits and therefore not constrained by physical objects like walls, they are finite. Their location is circumscribed in some way, just as our souls are not present in multiple locations. Angels, even demons, can only operate under God's authority. Satan needs God's permission before he tests people. Uh, interesting to think about. Mm-hmm. You know, you do have a sense in which, or I say you do, I do, I don't know about you. <laughs> I do. Like I had, a, I had a sense in which angels are kind of everywhere. You know, if you opened up the sky to, to spiritual things, you'd see mm-hmm. just angels everywhere. <clears throat> so maybe they don't need to be one mm-hmm. present everywhere. There's just angels everywhere. Enough everywhere, yeah. Um, but it reminds me of, and I think we've even talked about it before, but uh, in Daniel, Daniel prays for 21 days. Mm. Nothing happens. An angel shows up and says, hey, uh, sorry, we got hung up over here. The prince of Persia uh, was like holding us back for those 21 days, and then somebody came to help us, and now I can actually take your prayer to God, which is just all of that is so baffling, and all of mm-hmm. that probably deserves a podcast all on its own. <laughs> Um, but you see they were doing something like they were, they were battling it out spiritually. So they couldn't answer, couldn't help. So maybe there's an, something that an angel does an mm-hmm. angel in some way <laughs> helps. Okay. I'm just speaking out of turn. <laughs> they were, um, but they're not finite. So or, or they are, they are finite, finite rather. Yeah. They didn't, it wasn't like instant. It was no. They have a task. They're doing something. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're in one place. And so it's not like he can just hop over, and, which is just, 
That's so interesting. You know, all of this is so interesting to think through. Mm-hmm. To say, though, that like probably one of the most comforting things you can read in this book, angels, even demons, can only operate under God's authority. Mm-hmm. Satan needs God's permission before he tests people. Uh, I think we've heard it a couple of times, but Martin Luther said, uh, Satan is God's Satan. Mm-hmm. Was, he, he's... He's bound. He's not able to hurt people in in different ways without God allowing it for his glory and for our good. And that is just a a baffling, so complex, but so simple. God, God is over everything. He's, he's, uh, he has authority over everything. Even these things that seem like they could be their own authority in a sense, mm-hmm. you know, like their own. Yeah, to us. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, because we are so finite. <laughs> Maybe you and I even more so, but uh, again, I'm speaking for you. I know I'm, I'm finite, but uh, yeah, enough about that. <laughs> uh, it, I think there's, um, there, there's, a, there's a sense in which we have to remember that like I, I think for me, I, <laughs> it's it's weird. Like there's a the whole lot of thoughts there, I guess. Yeah. But like, I don't know that I that I always think of angels as finite. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. because they're heavenly beings, but they're not. You know, they're not a deity. They're 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 not God. Uh, a deity is that the right word? Mm-hmm. What am I saying? Yeah. yeah. So there, there there's. There's like there's always a part of me where it feels like they are almost godlike, you know, and and I know that that's not true, but there's just because they're not human, that's just it's beyond the reach of my mind, I guess. Yeah. But like you said, and like you said, Satan needs even Satan needs God permission, God's permission, before he tests people. Going back to you're talking about um, Daniel, and like like maybe it's good that angels aren't just like. Our, our little, you know, helper fairies that yeah. come every time we pray. Like, in that moment, you know, Daniel needed that angel or those angels, but God didn't send them. In God's sovereignty, hmm. he was like, mm, you know, not right now. Like, to, to us, that seems kind of weird, you know, if we have a guardian angel or if there's billions and billions and billions of angels everywhere at the ready, you know, possibly. Why why did that happen? Why, hmm. why was that the case? Um but we have to remember they're not just these aren't they're not gods who are just doing all things all the time they're mm, i don't know if they're on a timeline not, not a timeline like the timeline that we're on like, yeah. like like bound by time is what yeah. i mean you know what in i mean in time yeah like i don't i i, I, I don't know yeah. <laughs> that was all over the place that's what, i mean this, this is topic man. it's difficult because they're there is so much out there that is unanswered about it. It's yeah, it's rightfully mysterious. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. The uh, to when Jesus is in the yeah. garden and Judas is about to betray him, mm-hmm. um, or he starts to betray him, and somebody's like trying to take Jesus, gets his ear cut off, and Jesus just picks it up, puts it back on, and that's amazing in itself. <laughs> uh, but he picks it up, puts it back on. He said, no, this is supposed to happen. Uh, don't you know? Like, I could mm-hmm. I could send 10,000 angels 
and and stop this whole thing yeah. and so wrestle with god's sovereignty there mm. you know like that yeah. without that uh mm. if the angels came we have no crucifixion we have no right. eternal life you and i specifically mm. um and so the maybe it just doesn't make sense in this life ever yeah you know, and then one day <laughs> we'll we'll maybe understand like oh that's why you held back yeah. that's why mm-hmm. That's why you let this happen. That's why you allowed me to, to do this or so on and so forth and didn't send any help whatsoever. Right. Uh, hmm. Restraining angels. Mm. Different <laughs> different aspect of what you see God do. <laughs> so your personal take. Mm-hmm. Are angels outside of time? Or are they in, in our time? Are we about to get to that in the next point? I don't know. Sure, well, <laughs> let's read yes, it. Yes, because... And if not, I'll come back. <laughs> they, yes and no, to answer your question. Okay. Yes and no. They are and they aren't. Yes. They have the ability to... Like Jacob's Ladder, I think, in Genesis. Oh, yeah, They're yeah. ascending and descending. Maybe yeah. they're ascending and descending into time. Mm. Man, can you sense my excitement? We're <laughs> Thought that I'm I'm getting above my pay grade. <laughs> I'm about to start <laughs> I'm about to start being real dumb in this conversation. <laughs> More dumb than I've already been. <laughs> He's out of my league. Okay. He does go on. When the Apostle Paul writes to the church in Ephesus, he uses the phrase the heavenly realms a number of times. The heavenly realms describes another realm separate from our physical world. The Bible speaks of heaven as above. Jesus, for example, ascends into heaven. But this is a symbol of transcendence rather than a literal location in space. We mustn't think of heaven as somewhere beyond the edge of the universe. It's not as if were we to travel to the edge of space and then go a bit further, we would eventually reach it. It is better to think of the heavenly realms as another dimension within creation, a dimension alongside physical height, length, and breadth. It is a dimension beyond our natural senses. It's not a place we can see or hear, but it is part of creation. This might sound a bit weird, and that's because it is weird. (laughs) It's beyond (laughs) anything within our experience, but the universe is a weird place. Consider dark matter. Physicists think dark matter makes up around 85% of the universe. Without it, galaxies could not have formed, and without it, they would fly apart. It is, as it were, the gravitational ballast that holds galaxies together, yet (laughs) dark matter is theoretical. (laughs) No one has seen or experienced it. It must exist, but it remains undetected, perhaps undetectable. Maybe there is some link between dark matter and the heavenly realms. At the very least, dark matter reminds us that the structure of the universe remains mysterious. There are levels and layers we cannot comprehend. Mm. Just because something cannot be detected doesn't mean it does not exist. Mm -hmm. Take it away. Dimensions. This just turned into a 14-hour podcast. <laughs> no, I, I, I like the reference to, to, like, to dark matter and how um, like we can't even make sense of stuff that we can technically see. You know what I mean? Like you can't see, you can't see it. You can't see outer space, but you, you see it. You know what I mean? Like it's, we, we know where it is. We look up and there's outer space. But it doesn't make sense because it goes on and on and on and the amount of billions and billions and trillions and trillions of stars and planets and galaxies we've talked about before 
that's that's a good that's a good uh, like a comparison, I guess, because we, we we see angels in the Bible. We see that there is use for them. We see that they have you know a duty, a job, um, a calling, and commands on them. But we don't fully understand, you know, just like just like these things as well. So, but to answer your previous question. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like the so the heavenly realms, which and that's another thing that just we're we're not <laughs> I'm not barely gonna dip a toe in there because we don't we're not gonna understand that fully or even like point eight percent like <laughs> more or less fully. But the so so God being unbound by any anything that we are bound by, everything we as humans know or can understand like is bound by something you know what time or or length or width or you know whatever everything is bound by something god being not bound by any of those things is amazing i'm not gonna not definitely not gonna get into all of that but angels this is where this kind of goes back to my earlier point of kind of like the the difficult part of of not thinking too highly of angels because they've, they're obviously, uh, they can exist and I guess, and do exist in our dimension, but they're also beyond our dimension. There's, I don't, scientists have confirmed like 14 dimensions or something like that. I think, yeah, it doesn't make any sense beyond our dimension. How do you confirm something like that? Uh, I don't know, but, but they say each one basically confirms that there's infinite dimensions. Hmm. That's just the amount that they're like, we can recognize these actually exist. What? But they all show that there's more. That number may be wrong. Maybe it's 11, 14. I don't know. But it's like, man, so how many, like, I don't even, I don't, I don't know where to go from there. Because yeah. <laughs> like, if angels, in my opinion, and I believe that they're inter- interdimensional, I guess, for lack of a better phrase, that's yeah. super nerdy, geeky, science, sci-fi. But angels can be in our dimension are in our dimension but also in the heavenly realms which is beyond our dimension so this is what's weird to me like when they're in when they are in our dimension <laughs> are they bound in any sense to that dimension but then the second they're outside of that dimension or is it just i don't i don't know <laughs> but i'm going to think about this a whole lot more <laughs> after tonight for sure I don't even know if I'm even talking about what we're what the topic is. I'm just rambling thoughts. <laughs> so, but I, I hear you. Let's let's go with that a little bit further, because you've got linear time, mm-hmm. beings that exist outside but can also step into it. Uh, would it since we don't see them necessarily? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if they somehow take on a form that we could actually see them yeah um uh what's the there's a verse that says um that you're essentially entertaining angels mm-hmm. by yeah. mm-hmm. uh unawares which yeah. i think that that's interesting that these unawares mm-hmm. <clears throat> but uh so there is a sense in which a person could be mm-hmm. not a person right it could be a physical manifestation of an angel mm-hmm. uh I, this is so hard to just <laughs> articulate. It, it's so there's so much, but okay. So say you have that aspect of of living in time. Would it just be? Bear with me. 
say you've got this linear time going and then everything outside of time. Mm -hmm. uh, so just like a little bit of a space, um, not a rip in the fabric, but they're working within the fabric. So they stay outside of time, mm -hmm. just kind of mm -hmm. working in the, in the timeline from outside of the timeline. Right. <laughs> Yes. Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think so. Maybe. <laughs> uh, yes. The, I don't. So what you're saying, like, I, I get it. There, there's no I don't think there's a way for us to even convey. Because I don't think we can really describe because we're talking about, oh, there's a linear timeline. We have your linear timeline and then you know, from outside of that timeline, they're reaching in or whatever, but they've already, like they're, they have already done it. <laughs> like, the timeline doesn't exist. It's, it's, Stop it's it. always been there. <laughs> and so, yeah, we can, I don't, I don't think we can describe it. <laughs> well, I've, I've heard it said, uh, I think it was Matt Chandler who said that, uh, and maybe he got it from somewhere. And so I don't know who's, original quote this is but uh tomorrow isn't a place that god will be it's a place he exists mm. he, he is in tomorrow mm -hmm. um, so essentially that's what you're saying is that yeah yeah all of these things aren't going to happen they are mm -hmm. everything that has happened is happening and will happen is happened <laughs> yeah in some form mm -hmm. i'm using a past tense term it doesn't <laughs> But there's no time. I can't make sense of this. Yeah, it, it doesn't. Yeah. God is, what did you say? He's not tomorrow. He doesn't happen tomorrow. He's already tomorrow. But he's also still yesterday, too. Like, <laughs> one, so I, I tried to describe, this is not off topic, but off topic, but like the whole linear thing. And, and this kind of, because it's hard, I think it helps to understand God and his, just his sovereignty and his om, omniscience. Is that the right? Om, omnipresence. His, his, his eternal always being. Uh, one way to kind of help understand that, I guess, and this is this is extremely lacking, but it's as if, like, if you were to see, um, if I had a piece of paper and I was drawing out just a roadmap, for instance, you know, I start here and, I, and I'm drawing it wherever I go, and then I, and then I you know, draw this other road on this side, and I, and I keep drawing it and keep drawing it, so you can see, you know, this is where you start and this is where you finish, and God just has a stamp. And stamps the whole thing. There's no drawing. Like, it's just done. Like, that's it. Now, we still have to go down that roadmap. But it's already been stamped. You know what I mean? Now, granted, that stamp is infinite. So that's, that's why the example falls well short. But, like, the, the before, he's in the before. He's in the past. He's in the right now. Like, it just all, you know what I mean? Like, I don't. Stop it. I don't know. <laughs> Jeez. Anyway, 14 hours done. Yeah. <laughs> And all that has to do with angels <laughs> to, well, to bring it yeah. back because they, it's a, I mean, t just taking Jacob's ladder, Jacob's like the, the, the fabric of whatever linear time or, or the, the, uh, spiritual realm mm -hmm. <clears throat> that mm -hmm. like God let him see and he can see this ladder where angels are descending and ascending, mm -hmm. uh, going to and fro and. Uh, so in some way they, they are created, but there are levels that just don't make sense to us mm -hmm. that levels of, of reality, levels of 
what is actually true that just don't make sense. Yeah. I feel so small <laughs> and insignificant <laughs> and and my brain hurts. <laughs> yes, it does hurt. And it it can make you feel small and insignificant. But then you start to think again, why are the angels? Maybe you're not so insignificant, my friend. Hmm. Just a thought. Hmm. <laughs> so, uh, for homework, mm-hmm. watch Interstellar. Yes, fourteen times. Okay, and then have come back and still have no clue what we're talking about. <laughs> right, perfect. I can do that. Well, Tim Timothy, Timothy. we'll call him. Goes on. Uh, it, this chapter is, is even titled "Where Are Angels." So maybe this will give us a little mm. bit of a clue. Uh, no, it won't. It's about something different. <laughs> but it says some people have developed a case for what they call warfare prayer, through which they claim we should counter the influence of territorial spirits. This goes beyond prayer to God for a region, which the Bible commends, which I don't even know how to get into that. Mm-hmm. Instead, it involves prayer directed to the spirits themselves, commanding them to retreat, sometimes through symbolic actions or by reclaiming an area in Jesus' name. Naming spirits and spiritual mapping are sometimes seen as an important feature of this approach. Jesus and the apostles did address evil spirits when they exercised them from the individuals, but there is no precedent for scaling this up to address the supposed spirits of territories. The New Testament does talk about spiritual warfare, but it presents it in terms of resisting temptation, being faithful in prayer, and continuing to proclaim the good news of Jesus. What does spiritual warfare look like? Asks David Paulison. It looks like the Christian life. Mm. The fact that we are told so little about angelic hierarchies and have no explicit command to engage in so-called warfare prayer suggests it does not play the central role in mission that it sometimes claimed that it is sometimes claimed for it. Indeed, miss, missiologist Paul Hybert argues warfare prayer re- reflects a tendency towards dualism, the belief that the world is an is an uncertain struggle between the forces of good and evil. So it advocates. So its advocates urge us to do battle with demonic forces to allow God to act or to release his power instead of confidently praying to the sovereign God. Mm. Not necessarily where they are, but it does play into, because I think you and I have, have heard similar conversations, just like what I'm remembering us talking about, um, you know, of this neighborhood is somewhat more demonic. Mm. This is, I wanted to say haunted, but, uh, I think it's just October. So that's something, um, but this, this place has more spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. The degree to which that's true, I don't know. Right. Uh, do missionaries out on the mission field, not surrounded by uh, a gathering of believers, a community, and people who even read the Bible, mm. uh, do they experience a harder warfare? Perhaps. I don't mm-hmm. know. I mean, if you think about just regular war, uh, and if God was drawing on that, um, analogy, parts of wars were more brutal than others. You know, some parts were relatively easy. Um, while others had some of the most decorated units of all time because they just got into battle after battle after Mm -hmm. battle. So sure. Um, but, but what he's saying like specifically not to do is pray, uh, over an entire territory. But he does say, 
This goes beyond prayer to God for a region, which the Bible commends. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's a territory and a region. I'd love to pick his brain and see, because mm -hmm. uh, he knows what he's saying here. Yeah. I don't fully know what he's saying here, but I do have this, uh, like an inkling in my mind that mm -hmm. uh, praying for praying for a region is essentially I would I would be praying, uh, God, would you save the people in this region? Um, in this area of the globe versus I cast out demons in my home or mm. I cast out demons in this neighborhood mm -hmm. in Jesus name. So they're letting, if you will, letting God do that work if he chooses to do so mm -hmm. versus me taking control of any anything right. and saying no demons you're going to listen to me mm -hmm. because i have power in jesus's name uh maybe maybe you can do that but it doesn't seem like it'd be wise right. if you can pray to god for him to do what he <laughs> needs to do um but uh, does that make sense yeah okay mm -hmm. it makes total sense yeah why would god's power and knowledge is there's not a sufficient word, but it's far greater than ours. So why would we lean on our own knowledge and power to, you know, you know, hey, hey, God, don't worry, I, I got this. I'll, I'll handle these demons. You know, I'll, I'll pray what needs to be prayed towards them or against them or whatever. When we can petition God Himself, <laughs> say, hey, God, there's an issue here. You know, can you help me with this? Uh, that just seems silly, you know, in a sense. But 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 to your point, and I know what you're saying. Like, there's, is there a level of that where it's like, you know, you know, I mean, do do we have that any of, of that power? Like, I mean, yeah, there's there's probably some some sort of, there's probably some sort of biblical truth somewhere in that. Yeah. Um, and then kind of going back to an earlier point, like the charlatans, is 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 this something that's exposed or or used or something that's just you know profited on? Uh, yeah, for sure, a hundred percent. But then, and it, which even more solidifies the point of why not just go to God instead of I'm gonna I'm gonna stand my ground and protect this region or you right. know whatever. Well, I know me. Uh, I'd be awful, you know. Like I, <laughs> I forget to pray, you know. Like if it if it is truly up to me, like what does he say? Uh, it's advocates urge us to do battle with demonic forces to allow mm -hmm. God to act or release his power. Uh, well, if it's up to me, the region is lost. Like I, <laughs> I'm not a good watchman to put on that tower, man. I mm -hmm. fell asleep five minutes ago. Uh, the enemy came in, I invited him in. I thought it would be a good idea to, I don't know. The analogy has obviously broken down and I'll stop now, but <clears throat> the, the confidence to say, I've got this, I just, mm -hmm. Maybe I should have more confidence in what I do have, but to think yeah. I'm, I'm in control there terrifies me mm -hmm. of all people, let alone if you ask my wife, uh, <laughs> hey, if, if, if we put Jake in charge spiritually <laughs> over this region of people, <laughs> she might tell them to move, <laughs> go, go to a different neighborhood. <laughs> I, might, I might be with her saying, guys, you gotta get out of here. <laughs> Uh, the housing market is plummeting in this region. <laughs> Buy why it's low. Because I'm not praying. <laughs> well, in, in anything, let's see, 
if we ever find ourselves in any situation that that says allow God, then nope, no, 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 back up, back up, <laughs> bump the brakes, jump out of the car, throw the car off the cliff, get another one, go the opposite direction. Like that is nothing. Nothing should ever allow God. And I'm using air quotes because nothing can allow God. Right. God does not is not allowed. He is the allower. That's not a good word to use, yeah. but it is what it is. So that's when that's you know red flag. Yeah, right there. Like that's automatically like mm, no, nah, nah, bro. Mm. Have you ever thrown a car off a cliff? Uh, is that what I said? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Drive a push a car, let a car roll off a cliff. I probably I probably thrown like a toy car. You know oh. I mean? Hot Wheel maybe when I was a child. Well, now Probably I'm curious not. as to why you do that. <laughs> because. Somebody was trying to allow to God to do something. <laughs> My parents told me I wasn't allowed to. <laughs> and I said, well, let's see if God allows it, Mom. <laughs> I don't think I've ever done that. I was a pretty good kid. <laughs> well, you know, they were kind of expensive. It's true. Yeah. Get the five pack. Five dollars. Uh-huh. <laughs> I have very much as a kid. Well, he goes on actually to the verse we mentioned earlier. Hmm. Hebrews 13, 2 says, Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by so doing, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. He didn't Mm -hmm. use the unawares. Mm -mm. It seems it is possible for human beings to serve angels without realizing we are doing so. It is clearly intended as an exhortation to show love to strangers, but it also reminds us that angels may act in our lives without us realizing. The kindness of strangers may actually be the provision of angels. When a car suddenly swerves from hitting us, when we suddenly find footing to keep from being swept along in a raging river, when we walk unscathed in a dangerous neighborhood, should we not suspect that God has sent his angels to protect us? Mm. It seems right that we should do so. I suspect we've encountered angels more often than we will ever realize. Mm. That has always intrigued me. Like how that last phrase, I suspect we've encountered angels more often than we realize. Like I want to know, like (laughs) how many times have I encountered an angel? Like I don't, and it makes you wonder, uh, like if there's ever, if you've ever encountered one, that maybe you didn't, you know, like, like sometimes you're like, oh, I saw someone, uh, you know, homeless person, you know, on the corner and I stopped and, you know, gave him lunch and some money or something. And then I, I had a friend. So, and I, again, this is one of those where it's like, you know, he, he felt it was fully true. And, and, uh, I think I was actually with him, I think. And we were somewhere out in East Texas and man, I'm, I'm not going to get this completely right. Cause it's been, I guess, decades now, which is embarrassing to say but uh he's there were there were a couple that walked up to the car and they said you know i don't remember what it was their car broke down or something needed money for gas or something like that and uh he either went and got cash or already had some i think he got i don't maybe we were close to a bank or something but he had to get the cash came back gave it to them got just got back in the car and then looked and they were gone like no nowhere to be seen and it was like an open parking lot or something like that so stuff like that it's like in your mind it's like okay that maybe that was angels you know maybe you know you know seeing you know checking my heart whatever 
but like I wonder if we experience angels like just walking by you know like I'm leaving the ranger game and in a huge crowd and I brush by an angel and it doesn't affect my life in any way that I realize or something hmm. I guess maybe not maybe that's a waste of an angel's time I don't know I, or I mean if if they are among us you know and and one's going to to you and we're in the same building like am I do I also encounter that angel I don't know this is all just like kind of surface level somewhat yeah. but but also got me thinking like if say for instance you know an, an angel is in, in human form however however that works out if, if that works out but like even if they're not i guess how like do they have emotions like what if like you know i walk by them like you don't quit bothering me homeless guy like i don't you know whatever do they does that hurt their feelings hmm. like do they feel sad am, am i saddening angels or bringing angels joy or is it you know because they're beyond us does it not make a difference to them but that got me thinking I was like, I need to be a little more careful. Yeah. <laughs> I should anyways, but yeah, I've, right. I've never thought about that. Like if 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 they have feelings, I guess, hmm. emotions. I don't know. Well, it's interesting you mentioned that because it also got me thinking about <laughs> uh, specifically the word entertain, mm. uh, entertained angels unawares, um, referencing newsboys all uh. over again, <laughs> entertaining angels. Um, but... Certainly, uh, then. Yeah. It, uh, certainly. Uh, perhaps, <laughs> then, uh, they have a sense of humor. Yeah. You know, and they are. Yeah. If they're entertained, you know, if yeah. they're watching, like, oh, that was pretty funny. Yeah. Or, oh, that was, a, that was a good job there. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it got me thinking about that. Hmm. So, we, so, okay, going back to Genesis, hmm. <clears throat> Abraham is... Uh, like he looks out, he sees three men coming. And, and what we are, what I think we understand from that story is that they were angels. Mm -hmm. So they either look so much like a person that there's no way to decipher or in some way they can take on human form uh, in the way that Jesus did uh, without becoming human. Not, oh my gosh. Probably committed a bunch of heresies, but I meant the, the angels not becoming human. Um, just so we're clear, Jesus, fully human, fully man, fully God. Uh, but so what it made me think too about, um, boy, my train just derailed. <laughs> I'm thinking about that. Where was I at? Where was I going? Uh, I, I don't really. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to. <laughs> I'm sitting at the tracks just watching you just, <laughs> just choo choo on by. <laughs> I was asking you a question. That's what it was. Uh, if, if we are encountering in some form or fashion an angel, uh, and I say in, in some form or fashion, the most literal way I think I've ever said it. Uh, and, and, and we, and we do, maybe my question doesn't make sense. Maybe that's why I'm having a hard time <laughs> asking it, but because I'm, what, I, what I'm trying to ask is the, in the same way we can grieve the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. uh, we can uh, essentially, if the Holy Spirit is convicting us, leading us, and we, 
deny that. We go and sin anyway, so on and so forth. There was a sense in which we grieve the Holy Spirit. We didn't listen. Um, and to the degree to which that grieves that spirit, the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit, could mm-hmm. that then also, going mm-hmm. back to your emotions question. Yeah. So it's not a question so much as a train yeah. derailed, <laughs> circling no, in a, some a possible, way. A possibility. Uh, a, a, su- a suggested possibility. Yeah. That makes sense, though. Yeah, and I think so. I mean, I think... Um, what you're all witnessing is him being way too kind. <laughs> Thank you. Next. No. Thank you for taking over. <laughs> no, that, no. I mean, because like you said, it's, it's difficult. It's difficult to ask. It's difficult to think about. It's difficult right. to, to wonder. Um, but I think that's a good point. I think there's, there, there is a relevance between the Holy Spirit and, and the angels. And I think that if, if we're grieving the Holy Spirit, could it also grieve them? I think that's a really good point. I think, yeah. I think so. So then mm. the question boils down mm. to grieve or entertain. Mm. Which one are we doing? Hopefully we're entertaining. Yeah. I would hope. <laughs> huh. Hmm. Entertain probably mm. means not what I'm <laughs> using it as, yeah. but we'll let the we'll Greek expert yeah. deal with that. <clears throat> uh, a, a, great, a great analogy that Tim gets in, into here. Uh, this section actually is entitled Angels are God's Police Force. Collectively, angels are sometimes described as the heavenly hosts. It's a military term. Angels are the army of heaven. They are God's enforcers. Angels execute God's judgment. When God wanted to prevent humanity returning to the Garden of Eden, he placed angels at its entrance. After he drove the man out, he placed on the east side of the Garden of Eden cherubim and a flaming sword flashing back and forth to guard the way to the Tree of Life. Or when David sinned by commissioning a census, it was an angel who brought plague on the people in an act of judgment. King Nebuchadnezzar, the creator of the Babylonian Empire, had a dream in which he saw a mighty tree being felled. The tree represented a human being who was destined to live like an animal. The fate of the tree person was announced by an angel, whom Nebuchadnezzar called a watcher. The prophet Daniel interpreted the dream, telling Nebuchadnezzar that he was the tree, and for a period he would be humbled. And so it was. Nebuchadnezzar had some kind of breakdown and for seven years lived like a beast in the fields. In the dream, the watcher declared, The sentence is by the decree of the watchers, the decision by the word of the holy ones, to the end that the living may know that the Most High rules the kingdom of men and gives it to whom he will and sets over it the lowliest of men. Angels, it seems, gather evidence of wrongdoing and carry out God's judgment like a divine police force. Angels also appear to be involved in the final judgment. Jesus himself said, If anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his Father's glory with the holy angels. The, I love the analogy. It's very helpful to, to think through them being an army and, and, and soberly so. You know, mm-hmm. like it, it, brings a, it brings a good dose of reality back to the situation. Um, because it, since it is mysterious, there, there is the, you know, like the greeting cards, the um, mm-hmm. um, little guy who shoots the arrows. Oh, little uh, Cupid. Yes, stuff. Cupid. <laughs> um, you know, you've got some like caricatures. You've mm-hmm. got uh, fanciful fantasiacal fantasy like a fantasy mm-hmm, yeah fantasiacal 
That's a made up sure. word. <laughs> Just I think that word the is word a fantasy. Is <laughs> but uh, to to bring it back to no no no, they actually are involved in seeing what man is doing and, and calling them out for it, and then bringing God's judgment for it. Um, like that is a sobering mm. aspect to them, and I appreciate that. Yeah, because like, it's mm. uh, to quote someone it's not always rainbows and butterflies maroon five it's compromised <laughs> but that's a different anyway, it's not always rainbows and butterflies <laughs> yeah it's good to know i mean it kind of kind of goes back to like i said like why are angels like i mean you know if we knew what they were but what's what's the point like if are they just messengers are they you know are, are they there for for some sort of defense or are they there just to to test us to see if we're going to be kind like i mean you know there's there's all kinds of, I guess, thoughts or ideas on that. So um, I do like that he um, he laid this out pretty clear, I guess. Like that's, there, there, there's definite purposes for angels. It's not just God was like, I'm just going to create a bunch of things and when I need something, they'll do it. You know, like there's, I guess to an extent that, that that's what they are, but sure. you know, but they, there's a purpose there. Yeah. Um, and they're not, they're not just a bunch of chubby little dudes with, little wings and, and hard arrows. <laughs> and I, I feel like, I feel like this is kind of out of left field, but I feel like we should also mention that. And I don't mean this, I mean, I mean this as, as kind as possible and like with no, uh, disrespect or, or to make people sad. You're like, calling me out? No, 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 I'm not calling you <laughs> out, but there's, there's, there's a very, very common thought that, like, when someone passes away, like, you know, you know the phrase, like, oh, heaven just gained another angel. And, and again, I'm not, I'm not trying to be insensitive at all whatsoever, but I think, it, like, it's important to know that that's not what angels are. Angels, mm-hmm. angels are created beings by God to be angels, not just when someone passes away and goes to heaven, they don't become an angel. Um, I don't know why I even even thought about that, but like yeah. that's, it kind of makes me sad sometimes when people say that because, like it's for one, it's just not it's not right, it's not accurate, that's that's not what an angel is, it's not. I'm stuttering because this is un, this is almost a little uncomfortable, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's it's sensitive you're for calling some people. Us all out, man. <laughs> but like you know, we think, oh, you're an angel looking down on me. No, like we say that to, to comfort ourselves when we lose someone. And I'm not saying we shouldn't find comfort somehow, but there's more comfort in when somebody I know who loves the Lord passes away. It's more comforting to think that they are so enthralled by the presence of God that they don't have the time or really the desire to look down on me. Like that's more comforting to me than, you know, you're, you're watching over me. Like, no beast. (laughs) You are so, in hmm. awe of your creator right now, you don't, you're not looking down on me. And you're not an angel because, you, you know, <laughs> anyway, that, like I said, out of left field, but yeah. I feel like maybe that was something, maybe this is an appropriate book to bring that up on, yeah. I guess. No, I'm with you. Like, that's, so, it's important. So, essentially, you want to crush the, the most beloved Christmas movie <laughs> of all time <laughs> and say, nope. Not, yep, Theo- wrong. Theology <laughs> is horrible. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Clark. Clark. 
<clears throat> Every time a bell rings. <laughs> Whoa. Were you the voice for that? That was well done. Just a man of Great movie, talents. though, by the way. I love that. That's, that's a good movie. Horrible can, theology. But I was about good. to say, can you love it truly if you have that sort of yeah. mentality? Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, well, okay. That also brings up another point okay. out of left field. Maybe this is out of right field. You're mm. center. Yeah. Big we'll field, field man. Yeah. <laughs> um, one thing we didn't, or we haven't read so far, I don't know if, if it'll be in here, but um, the fact that every time an angel does show up, most every time an angel shows up in some way, their first words are, fear not. Yes. Uh, so in some way, they are terrifying mm-hmm. creatures. Mm-hmm. They are not Cupid, not um, <laughs> the the Clarence guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, Clarence is the angel. Clarence, right? yeah. yeah. Without his wings. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so they're not necessarily, but then sometimes... You know, like the, the going back to the three guys who showed up to Abraham, he wasn't necessarily yeah. scared that, that we know of, I guess, but mm-hmm. um, because they, if they can, they took on in some form or fashion the appearance of a human. Mm. Um, but when they just, when when they are, um, you know. Angelic. Yes. Yeah. It's terrifying. Yeah, it's not angelic like we think of angelic. Right. <laughs> it's not the, the uh, precious moments. It's not right. the, the greeting card or mm-hmm. the, you know, get well soon with the trumpets. <laughs> Those are lovely. Yeah. Um, make for probably better. <laughs> I, I wouldn't yeah. buy a greeting better card with a real yeah. angel on it. <clears throat> yeah, so, that's a good point. Yeah, and I thought about that earlier, but I didn't bring it up. Like, if, if we see angels, like... Obviously, I guess if they're in human form, that's different. But maybe, maybe we do encounter, in some sense, angels, but we don't think it's angels. Like maybe, maybe it's terrible. You know, it's like, oh, this is uh, now's the time I need to pray to God. Like, uh, you know, <laughs> when really <laughs> it's one of your angels, God. You know, who yeah. knows? I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. But okay, it's a well, thought. Then out of center field. I've got one more <laughs> thing, but it, it ties to this one, so it's, mm-hmm. that's why it's center field because they're very close. Um, the our first foster baby mm-hmm. was, I was changing her. She was sitting in the changing station, changing table. Um, and all of a sudden her eyes trail off from looking at me and she just gets the biggest smile on her face. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, what? And then she's like, but focused, you know, yeah. like looking intently <laughs> at whatever is happening and smiling. And then it was the most bizarre thing I've ever <laughs> seen. And then, uh, my first thought was, oh, maybe it was an angel. Yeah. But <laughs> if it was an angel in angelic form or, or mm-hmm. fashion, yeah. then probably <laughs> not. Uh, and mm-hmm. if Satan and his demons can also also masquerade as mm-hmm. angels of light, what's she seeing? Something horrifying, yeah. you know, and, and but smiling at it. Right. Uh, and then that gets into the whole, mm-hmm. like, the spiritual realm. Can yeah. dogs and babies somewhat sense that and know that and right it's a whole different <laughs> podcast uh that we probably won't ever do but um you never know no, that's true so maybe when so babies cry a lot is it because they're seeing a bunch is that when you should feel the most 
loved at and peace and supported. Like, oh wow, we've got angels in here because this <laughs> baby wants to die. Or because hmm, it's terrified. If poor, that's is sad. <laughs> this poor baby is just terrified, and you just have angels hanging around your house. Like <laughs> maybe that's why he says not to pray to angels. <laughs> maybe Get out like, of here, <laughs> angels! Quit making my baby cry. <laughs> But then it goes down the other way because you could have, yeah. if they can masquerade as, as angels of light, couldn't they also show up in their regular form? Mm -hmm. So, sure. again, it's fitting to say pray to God <laughs> yeah. and not to <laughs> control because we don't even know who it is yeah. or what it is. Right. Or if it is. Yeah, or when it is. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh there's no win in this. There's no win. Win is gone. <laughs> Well, uh, near near the close of the book, he does bring it back full circle to, to for all the talk of angels, uh, he brings it to probably the most sobering aspect of it because he says Jesus is is superior as the final word, the only son, the creator and sustainer, the ultimate sacrifice and the permanent priest. None of these are roles which angels can play. But why then does the writer say Jesus became superior and that he in inherited a superior name? It's because, as the writer explains later, Jesus was made lower than the angels for a little while. Jesus is the eternal Son of God. In that sense, he has always been superior to the angels. But at his incarnation, he humbled himself. He became human, and human beings, as we've seen, are lesser beings than angels. Why did Jesus humble himself in this way? so that, by the grace of God, he might taste death for everyone. Jesus came as a human being to die for human beings, to pay the death penalty our sin deserves in our place, so that through faith, we might be raised to glory. Mm. There is a whole lot more understanding <laughs> within that, you know what I mean, than angels. That's very, very comforting even outside of just how wonderful that is the, the incarnation and bringing made, being made low and then even outside of that like it's still just amazing and, and comforting to know that like so okay so we're, we're struggling comprehending angels essentially but then the gospel is even more uh uh wild crazy you know what i mean like I'm, yeah. I, don't, I don't know the right word there but it's, it's it's more astounding but yet we have a better understanding of it <laughs> i don't think that's by accident you know what i mean it's yeah. like hey you know yeah god's like we've got angels yeah they're pretty cool uh, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about them but don't focus on these guys like they're great but here's what's really great that just it, it's cool that that's that's almost a, a deeper topic but yet we Yes, there are aspects that we don't understand, but we we get we get the the, the meat of it. It's like, oh, I I know what this is. I understand it, and thank God for it. You know, yeah. uh, super comforting. Man. I enjoy that. Well, so then it's almost like the analogy of if an angel is or angels as the topic <clears throat> are a leaf, and all of God and who He is is the entire oak tree that's. 200 years old and mm. has thousands of leaves and branches and it's like there's one aspect of it the the gospel that reveals jesus christ to us the the 
son of God who, uh, like the book said, that he might taste death mm. for human beings. Mm. Uh, that would be the root of the tree, the, the trunk of the tree. Uh, like that's what we see in the cross is God. It, mm. What we see in the gospel is the revealed Godhead. Like we see um, all of that. <clears throat> and yet we have, like we have more of it. We have, so like a, our, our understanding of it can be broader, mm. um, yet it trails off into so many different aspects. And then you've got root systems that it's everywhere. You can't ever stop exploring it and understanding it, yet it, it all plays together. Mm -hmm. that, again, analogy <laughs> falls short, but... Uh, That's good, though. If we can, just stop with what you said, and because <laughs> yours is way better than my tree. No, it's good. I like that. Um, but I, I appreciate that he says that, yeah. to, to bring it all back, mm -hmm. to say, yeah, angels are great, mm -hmm. but they have a, a small purpose in the, the whole redemptive plan. Mm. Look at this redemption. Yeah. Look at Christ. Mm. Uh, and, and how the angels are truly part of that in that Christ was made lower than them, and it's just, mm. just beautiful. Yeah. Uh, and, it, I, I, okay. To, to to think in terms of the gospel, that in sin he cast Adam and Eve out of the garden. Um, so like that's that's partly that's partly punishment because what he says is if you eat of the tree of the um, knowledge of good and evil, uh, you will die. You will surely die. Um, but he didn't let that happen. Um, because Christ was coming later to die for them. Mm -hmm. But with angels, the fallen angels, you've got Satan and, and all of his demons who went with him, uh, he did, he cast them out of heaven. Mm -hmm. And so to think about redemption in that aspect, that mm -hmm. uh, we are lower than the angelic beings. Um, and so like we should, we deserve even less. Mm -hmm. And yet mm -hmm. Christ has said, no, that, that's these are the apple of my eye. Mm -hmm. These fallen humans who deserve no heaven, who deserve no gift of of creation whatsoever, who de deserve to be struck by lightning and killed. Uh, I love them, yeah. and I want to love them, mm -hmm. and I'm going to give them uh, eternal life in my own blood, mm -hmm. secured by my own death. And it's just mm -hmm. a beautiful. A beautiful thing. Yeah. Mm. Well, to close, thankfully, we aren't left to conjecture and guesswork when it comes to angels. We have all of the information we will ever need about them from he who created them. If it isn't in the ultimate source of God's word, then we don't need it. So in light of that, let's hold even seemingly genuine firsthand accounts at arm's length and let God and his word tell us what we should know. If God uses an angel to guide us or keep us safe, that's great. But let's thank God for his provision and ask him to begin with <clears throat> and ask him to begin with for provision. Angels are not all powerful or everywhere at once. We aren't supposed to pray directly to or against any spiritual being, but we most likely have experienced their help more than we will ever know. And most importantly, angels truly point us to the magnificence and creativity and beauty of God our Father. 
So let us thank him for such a gift. Until next time, this has been Aaron Alvarado and me, Jacob Simmons, and we are Made for Another World.